gentlemen, and welcome to the very first episode of Glowing Weak Point. Hey, John. John, what about what about people who aren't ladies or gentlemen? Ah, uh, hello, they, them, and anything in between. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Got to be respectful. Absolutely. So, John, what's the glowing point of your week? It is June. It is June. Like the rest of the time, you know, you don't have to be respectful or anything, because like. It's just in the month, right? That you have to care, right? No. That's what the corporations have taught me. If you had done that back in May, I would have called you out on it then, too. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's garbage all the time. Uh, All right. Uh, Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm all right. Yeah, I already asked you if you had a glowing weak point. Oh, I mean, I guess. I actually had a really good week. So, uh, the, the difficulty I had earlier when I was thinking ahead and planning on what to say was, um, what was difficult because it was, there's like so many things I was trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do Uh because it's been a busy week. Um, but I'd probably have to pick the, uh, just this past weekend where it was the, the father's day celebration got to see both my dads and cook food for them and stuff that's cool hang out with with the families that's nice i haven't seen many of them in a, a long time yeah what with the plague and all yeah yeah it's it's unideal yeah um, it's not conducive to uh family celebrations or any celebrations really or any yeah, any gatherings it's really not yeah well and that's that's the part that's really bumming me out right now because so a year ago uh, like a year and three months ago uh i went on a trip out west and met with some some cool people and stuff went and picked up some board games and stuff with the intention of coming home and starting a game night we had been talking about starting a game night i already had a ton of board games and stuff and thought, you know, this is great. Just picked up a couple more that are really fun. We'll go back. We'll do a game night, and like every uh, every week, or or maybe twice a month, we'll we'll get a, a group of people together and we'll we'll play board games. And then uh, the week we got back, uh, coronavirus entered. Um, was it Oregon or Washington? One of those states first. Who knows? Uh, so it, it, it made landfall in the United States. And, I mean, honestly, it was it was diminished back then. Like, nobody knew what it was. It wasn't a big deal. This is America. We're, we're not going to have a problem with a little, little pesky disease. 600,000 dead! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, 100 million years later, we're still dealing with it. Uh... <laughs> Only like yeah, 50% so that, that, of America has gotten vaccinated. It's yeah, pathetic. Hey, but Vermont's Vermont's like 80 or 90%. So they're they're opened back up, which is cool. Is that Bernie Sanders state? It's, yeah, I was about to say it's like they have a, a pretty good senator or something. <laughs> like a, a, a good government working over there. Although actually he might be uh, from New Hampshire. I have no Hampshire. idea if that's true remember. at all. No, he's Vermont. Oh, okay. Uh I I don't actually know if Vermont has a competent government he's the only person i know out of there oh i was um, thinking of new hampshire because you can you can legally be outside in the nude in new hampshire 
Yeah, New Hampshire is also newly the only state that uh, in the Northeast that doesn't have legal marijuana. Every single other North uh, Eastern state does, except for New Hampshire. Disappointing. Get on that, New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, they they have state run. Uh, liquor stores so they're probably waiting to have state-run dispensaries as well which there's some like extra hinky legal issues with it not being federally legal at that point so was new hampshire the state that uh johnny tsunami moved to in that movie i johnny tsunami no idea that was also either vermont or new hampshire gonna slip past that one and, he, he became uh, a good snowboarder because he was a good surfer and it's it's almost the same thing okay just gotta work Neat. out the kinks a little bit and then in the sequel he became a good skateboarder because he was a good surfer and snowboarder i mean i could see i can see there's there's definitely some overlap between the three of those in that they're not all on a board as one might think yeah <laughs> not as much as one might think no it's definitely a case of these these sports are all on boards that's that they're basically the same right yeah and <laughs> the uh the funding for that went oh yeah it sounds like we're on board too uh, anyways, moving past that crap joke, um, <laughs> wanted to have game night, haven't been able to have game night, and just recently I learned of a new type of board game that I just, I'd love to play with a group. Yeah, it's, have you heard of legacy games? I feel like I've heard the term. Okay, so legacy games are a type of board game where, like, there's the haunting of Hill House, and that's just that's the game you play the game you go in you survive you win you leave wait do you mean betrayal at house on the hill that one uh um there's so many yeah the haunting of hill Hill house is the vincent price movie yeah see that's the problem there's like three or four of these things that are all practically the same name and i haven't encountered personally any of them so I just have to guess and hope that I'm picking the right one. I see. Um, Betrayal on House on the Hill, uh, and there is a legacy version of it where it comes with, like, more pieces and stickers and stuff, and you play it for, like, 15 turns, and it's, it's 15 times that you play Betrayal on House on the Hill, and, like, if you come out of it, you like if you play to the end and you survive then that character goes on to the next one otherwise like it goes on to like their child or or their friend or something so you have a a legacy of characters that are going into this and and surviving or dying or whatever this is interesting that you bring this up because one of the games i'm talking about later is actually very much like that (laughs) neat um (laughs) But this, it actually, as you play through, it changes things. Sort of like how old roguelikes used to have, like, a character that had died in the past would come back as a zombie or something. You'd have to fight your old self. Um, In this, like, if you die in a room and, like, you're splattered and blood's all over the place, you get a sticker. Like, it'll tell you, hey, get this sticker from the back of the book and place it on that card. So now, for all the future times you are playing 
the game and you you get to that room it's you know the blood splattered room with so and so's ghost in it or oh that's you know. cool <laughs> so like the it's not just that you play it 15 times and ooh it's it's so and so coming back you know you've made it 3 rounds let's see if you can get to oh you died oh well it's it's the world changes to fit what you have done right and there's there's like six or seven really good legacy games out there and i'd love to be able to play that but i feel like that's something you have to have a a good uh game group for and currently i don't yeah there's enough about me uh what's your glowing weak point oh right that was the question wasn't it (laughs) you know i have a i have a game like that that i want to play but i i don't trust everybody in my house to be available every time i want to play it um, I have that yeah, game. Yeah, e- exactly. I have that game Gloomhaven. <laughs> it's basically oh, that's that's one. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like one of that's, those that's like here's a hundred campaigns in this like D and D esque world, and mm-hmm. you play through it and you put all the stickers on the board and everything. It, it's it's really cool, yeah. and I would love to play it, but I don't trust people to show up every time. That's why I I think it would be a great game. For me to do with my board game group that'll come twice a month to weekly and we'll have a consistent group doing it and then drop a legacy game on them right like don't <laughs> lead off with a legacy game make yeah, sure make not, sure these I'm people not, this can come four like... times in a row <laughs> yeah yeah uh, anyway i guess i'm supposed to have a glowing weak point um I don't really have one. <laughs> uh, my, my schedule change started last week. That was the same glowing week point I had before, except now it's not in the future. It's it's current. Uh, okay. So I get off of work at 11.30 p.m. now, and it's, it's a lot better than 4 a.m. Because yeah. I, I get off of work, and I'm not just deathly tired. Like, yeah. I, I work the same amount of hours, less tired. I get home and I still hey. stay up until like two, and then I wake up at like eight in the morning. Hmm. Yep. Yay. Uh, last week you said you were going on a date this past week. So how was that? Oh, I did go on a date. Uh, Cadence and I went into town. We went into Austin. We went to the Alamo Draft House, and we saw the movie Cruella. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, how was that? It's. <laughs> It's actually a really fun movie. Um, Emma Stone, really good in it. Uh, whoever plays Jasper, really good in it. Uh, I, I have some issues with it in that it feels like it it still wants 101 Dalmatians to happen in the same universe. Like it, it the the ending of the mo- of the movie is Cruella giving uh, Roger and Anita Pongo and Perdita as gifts okay like like that's the end that's that's the stinger scene for the movie so it's it clearly wants to set up like 101 dalmatians is still gonna happen in the future but she's a very sympathetic character in the movie and i'm like yeah why why do i feel bad for the the dog killer yeah why do i feel bad for the evil person Right. I, I shouldn't feel bad for 
the evil person. And Cadence's argument is that no, like they're clearly setting this up in a in a different universe where she's not gonna become the Cruella Deville who uh, murders dogs. Like she didn't even kill those Dalmatians in the movie. And also, if you haven't heard of the the scene, it happens like five minutes into the movie where Cruella's mom. Uh, gets run off of a cliff oh. by a, a pack of three Dalmatians. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb <laughs> as shit. It's really dumb. <laughs> and, and the reveal later that they were they were sicked on her by the person she was talking to at the time does not make it better. It only makes no. it dumber. <laughs> no, especially since that's not a thing Dalmatians are particularly known for not like no a dalmatian is the firehouse dog yeah (laughs) like Like, they they save they save people from burning buildings yeah (laughs) why are they chasing this woman off a cliff (laughs) it it doesn't make sense and 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 it shows her falling down the cliff and and she's like flipping through the (laughs) air and shit it's so stupid (laughs) Oh boy! But it's a really fun movie, and um, I mean, I guess that was the best gay character they've ever, you know, ever had the first openly gay character, blah blah blah, bullshit in a Disney movie. Um, yeah, he yeah. was an actual full character. He was not ever in a relationship with a man on screen. He was just coded as gay. So great. Disney yeah. sucks. Disney sucks. Uh, breaking news. Disney sucks. <laughs> breaking news. Glowing Week Point has the, uh, the breaking news for you right now. Uh, Disney sucks. Yeah. That's it. But, uh. You, you didn't know that. Bet, bet that's news to you. It's right? a movie. It, it is a movie that's worth seeing. I'll give it, I'll give it that much. I don't regret going to see it. Okay. I have yet to see any of the, um. Uh, live action Disney movies. Oh, this is my first one. <laughs> okay, I I, I, did, I, I refused to Disney see The Lion King. I didn't care about Beauty and the Beast. Uh, Mulan had that actress who like justified the actions in Hong Kong by China. Like <sighs> that was that was the last one I was interested in, and then she made those statements, and I'm like, well, now I'm not gonna watch Mulan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this is the first one where there was no, no no problem with it in in my eyes. It's just a silly corny movie that has okay. it, it creates some issues with the canonicity of the the original movie, but it, it whatever. Yeah. <sighs> Okay, well, um... John, did you want to talk about a game today? Uh... Okay, so most of my games, there's not much to talk about. Actually, scratch that. There's not much to talk about with any of my games. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, um... I, I played Salt and Sanctuary again, again this week. 
The Salt um, and Sanctuary is a good game. It is. Uh, this will be about my the fourth time I've played it. Decided to to start as a chef. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Which means that you use a hammer. Um. How's that? And oh, wait. What? Why? Why a hammer? Uh. Well, you use a, a pan, which is coated as a hammer. Oh, I see. And and it's really weird because you start with like nothing unlocked that you have no abilities at all wow whereas like normally normally i start as a cleric because it's easy clerics um, roll through that game yeah and and you start out with like the prayer ability and, and like some some lower level like light armor and stuff uh this nah nah, nah. naked no yeah, abilities yeah. Yeah, you, you start, no, I mean, no abilities, but you, you just, you have clothing on, and you have a hammer, and that's it. You, you go whack, whack, whack to everything. Well, but I mean, like, no, um, no like, significant armor to start with, I mean. Oh, no. No, there's, there's nothing. Like, most of the other characters, you start off in, like, one of the trees of the, the unlock tree. Like, you start off in a corner somewhere, uh-huh. or, or, like, already a couple points into something. No, no, with this, you, it, it. You open the thing, and it's like, there you are, right in the middle with nothing unlocked. Good luck. Have fun. Figure uh, it out. Yeah, which I guess I guess makes Cook, maybe they're just, like, peasant, free man. It's like know, playing Milk Toast in, a, in Dark Souls or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I guess is neat. I played for a little bit, beat the first boss uh, after a couple tries because I'm not used to not being able to just dodge all the time. Um, and yeah, then I stopped and I won't be playing it again for a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I jumped in for a video and then I stopped. Uh, fair enough. You were like, yep. here's what about chef. you? Why don't, why don't why don't you do something more substantial? <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll start with the game. Uh, since we didn't start with me talking about games, I was going to lead with another game, but I'll end with it at this point. So I guess I'll talk about Dark Deity, which is the game that I was playing last night, this morning. Uh, I, I actually, okay. I, I became aware of this game because of like a conversation happening in your Discord, actually. Um, this is like a, a Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance era Fire oh, Emblem this. game. Um, yeah. There's issues. It's a it's a good game. I like the characters. So what? Much. There are issues with a Fire Emblem style game? Uh, it, 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 what? It has issues that Fire Emblem games don't normally have. Uh, oh. So... I like the characters a lot. There's a character I've just recently acquired named, uh, I think her name's Sophia. She's an archer, and she has a pet ferret. Uh, and I think she has okay. an ability where her ferret will, like, randomly add two attack power to any of her attacks. <laughs> Which okay. is fun. It's fun. Um, this game, it has... It has multiple different damage, like, weapon types. 
Um, so it, characters are kind of glued to one weapon in, unless they, uh, like one weapon type, unless they, um, okay. like reclass into a, a, a skill or a class that, uh, uses a different weapon and then they just lose the original weapon. Um, oh yeah. So like you'll start with like, there's a character named Elias who's a spear user. But but he's he's in a class called Adept. So when he gets the chance to promote, which I just recently was able, no, I'm gonna have to restart that map. Um, but he will be able to <laughs> he will be able to promote in, in a in a minute, um, and he can just become like a stronger spear user, uh, or he can become like was he did he have a mounted class? He might have had a mounted class. But then the other two were like mage brawler looking things, like like big hulking dudes who like use magic. Okay. Yeah, because he he like naturally has magic. He doesn't have to use whatever. I, I have three questions about the game so far. Well, oh. two questions and uh, a statement about the game from what I'm looking at. Cause I didn't actually look at it when it was posted in my discord. Cause I ignore most of the things that happen in there. Okay. Um, ask just away. like how we've ignored the Instagram that we talked about last week. But by the time this comes out, there will be something posted there. I just haven't figured out what yet. Great. Uh, question number one, when you say they have one weapon type, is this fire emblem heroes style where you have, a weapon like Elias has a spear and it's just his spear no is there like iron spears and steel spears and stuff like that not that either so this is getting into the second part uh, and this is so confusing it's so confusing and it's never explained to you like what this all means so like your weapon is a spear but then you have four different like like damage types you can do with the spear so there's like a a a power types like stance i guess or power spear that's very focused on just like here's a bunch of damage and then there's like a focus spear which is like here's a bunch of accuracy but you're going to be dealing less damage or uh, a finesse spear and this is like extra crit chance or there's a, a balanced spear, which has a little bit of all of it, like, like a jack-of-all-trades kind of spear. And you can okay. you get tokens by playing the game that you can use to upgrade these. But you get the tokens in, like, so far very sparing quantities, and I think they'll eventually be available to buy through the store, but also gold, is very, you don't get a whole bunch of gold. Um so, so what you're you're saying is it it's there's not a well I, I guess my my second question is is there a um a uses system for this no like previously you have twenty uses of of whatever spear and then once you go so okay so these these are stances or or skills this is a skill game where you have one weapon and you're determining how you're attacking with it essentially like the way the upgrades name things it seems like you're upgrading like you're using a different weapon but functionally you're using the same weapon and switching yeah. between stances 
Yeah. So like when you upgrade something, you're you're kind of training your character to be better at that stance. Right. Okay. But okay. It, that's that's neat. Yeah, it, it's cool, and it would be cooler if it was more explained to you, because the these stances also like it, you know there's the fire emblem weapon triangle bullshit, which they don't very well explain to you here. Um, I I just have to be be like, oh, I guess uh, spear users are strong against magic users. That's weird, but okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. I you prefer just... if you're going to do a weapon triangle. At Fire Emblem is dumb. It's a bad game, but its weapon triangle is very well explained and understandable. Yeah. Um. The other weapon triangle that works is like piercing versus slashing versus bludgeoning. Right. Which which. That's also a that's a like the viable weapon triangle. Yeah, that's that's another viable, which I feel like would be a better system for this because you could do like, all right, he's a spear user. Well, he could do like depending on what the character is, maybe he's a fancy spear user, so he can like slash with the tip, and of course thrust, so he could do thrusting or slashing damage with it. And maybe a different spear user could do bludgeoning with the hip of it, hilt of it. Um, right, and, and there's nothing and, like and that. that. It, and and yeah. these stances do seem to integrate in some way into the weapon triangle, but I can't understand how. The, this is actually... <laughs> they, they do, but it doesn't tell you how, so functionally, for your purposes, it doesn't. Right. Um, and, and I mentioned uh, that I have to restart a map... Um, this is because chapter five of the game threw me into like the an underworld fight. Like this guy summoned the the underworld up onto me, and these there's all these fucking uh -huh. like multicolored warp portals that warp you to different points on the map, and it it's just it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't happen until the start of your next turn. So you okay? It, it's it's. It, that wasn't explained to me either. I just had to do it and then find that out, and that resulted in uh, a bunch of characters ending up in spots that I didn't want them to be in, really. Like, not near each other enough to help each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, well, uh, my uh, we'll finish off with my, my last statement about this game. Uh, Fire Emblem, especially the older ones, is known for having... Good animations and simple but pretty good art. Um, the art, from what I can see of this game, is a combination of, like... Uh, I mean, I can't see an animation, but the the battle art looks really nice. The character art looks really nice. Yes. The world art looks like uh, they found some cool ideas, and then they took the worst of both and mashed them together. <laughs> what the fuck is happening with these fences? They look awful. I will post this. This <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> will get posted this week, because it's... What is going on there? Anyways, moving on. Um, I played Command and Conquer as well this week. Ooh, throwback. Yeah, well, uh, not as far back as you'd think because I played the N64 version, which is a re-release port. I mean, yeah, still throwback. Might. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Throwback to a shitty version of the game. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, console uh, strategy games, not so great. No? <laughs> not so great. I had no idea. Yeah, it's it's almost as though... Um, it's meant to be played with a mouse and keyboard. Really well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's, it's an old game. It's, it's okay. Command and Conquer, but dumbed down a little bit. Yeah, not too much, but yeah, it is. I don't I don't like the style of menu that Command and Conquer games have. I like the more of the the Blizzard version where you click on a base and then you can produce and uh, produce troops and stuff how does it work um, in command and conquer so to to explain it like in in warcraft i can build a barracks and the barracks can be producing depending on the game like one troop at a time or like you can make it produce five but it'll do one and then it'll do the next one then it'll do the etc uh-huh. it's a queue system but if you want to make more, make them faster, you can A, upgrade the barracks, and B, you could build a sep- second barracks, and then you could be producing two units at a time. Right. And two, in fact, two different units at a time. Ooh. Get a, get a, two a an army boy in there, and then a, and then a, a ranger boy in there. Uh-huh, yeah, because definitely army boys can't also be ranger boys. I, I meant to say, um, like, a sword boy, but it didn't sound right. <laughs> Uh, whereas in Command and Conquer games, uh, you, from wherever you are on the map, have access to your build menu, where you can just have the buildings constructed and units construct, like, trained, I guess. Trained is the right term. But once a building is constructed, then you have to scroll back to your base and then decide where you're going to build like actually construct that building it's like you gather all the materials and put it together but it's like a prefab building and then you ship it out to where you're gonna actually plop it down it's like how like Um, people make mobile homes and then they have to drive it down the highway to get it where it's gonna go correct um similarly to that uh the, it's everything's in a gated community without the gates, but it has to be in the community. So once you have a base, literally all buildings must be adjacent to that base. So you just kind of get a big hub and you can't just, oh, I'm going to be fighting over here now. So I'm going to go put a barracks over here yeah, so that's I can bad. build my units closer. That's bad. Nope, can't do that. All I have to do is just build them and trek them across the world. And lastly, uh, the, the the big difference is, you know, in Warcraft, I can build two barracks. In this, I can also build two barracks. But what it does is it, it has this time it takes to create the unit. And there's no queue system. So oh. when I want to make 30 soldiers... I have to click the soldier button 30 times and I have to wait for the previous soldier to be built so that I can make the next one. So, click. Soldier arrived, click. 
Soldier arrived. Click. Meanwhile, uh, can't do anything else. This is bad. I mean, I could build another. I could build another barracks, which will cost more power and stuff to upkeep. But then, then I could go click, 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 or build another one. I could go click, 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 or build another one. I click, 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 click. But I'm still having to mash that button and stay in one place as they're made. It's terrible. Also, I feel like there's diminishing returns to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, not my favorite. That sucks. At all. Alright. So, I guess I'll talk about something now. We'll just... Back and forth. Back and forth. Dragon Quest Seven. I barely played it this week. <sighs> I gotta be honest. Yes! <laughs> um, I kinda... I kinda hit a wall, and I didn't... I didn't feel like taking the time, uh, like, before work this week to push myself through the wall. Um. Yeah. What is it? Sapping your strength? No. Because there's a, I, a wall and I lost something. a party member, like permanently, like he just left, oh. and he was my big damage dealer. You know, like he had the most health, he had the most strength. He he was kind of like the crutch character to get you through the early portion of the game, because like oh he was Seth. Or Marcus. Yeah, essentially. Or Jagan. And, and then he decides, like, oh, I'm going to stay in the past in this world and protect these people. And it's, like, right before you get the um, the ability to change job classes. Except there's a whole section you have to play through in order to unlock the ability to change job classes. And it is so fucking hard. Like, <laughs> and, and this is the... This is the point in the game in a, in every Dragon Quest game where it's literally just a numbers game. Like there's there's no ability ah. they've locked my abilities and my spells down, like I can't use them. So it, it's not like I can just use my my stronger abilities or, or or heal myself more often or something. It's literally just like I am going to have to grind up a level or two or buy better equipment for at least one of my characters. In order to get through this portion of the game. This sounds very well designed and I'm glad you're playing it and not me. <laughs> it's the point in every Dragon Quest game where I start to wonder why am I playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But uh, I will, I, I'll push myself through it this week and I'll have more to talk about then. I'm going to get to job classes this week. Okay. Yeah. Give me another one. Another one? Uh, you know what? Under Hero was barely anything. Um, Under Hero is another one of those games from the uh, Palestinian Aid Bundle. I, I dipped my okay. toe into that a little bit. Um, you know, it's one of those, like, s uh, heavy air quotes, like, satirical RPGs where they're uh, taking the piss <laughs> out, of, out of RPGs. Um, yeah. Yeah, the story is like, oh, you're a minion of the bo of the like final boss, and you just killed the hero. But I don't think you were supposed to kill the hero. So now the the sword of the hero has chosen you as the next hero. Um, ah, gotcha. Okay, yeah. and it, it has a fun little like turn based battle system. But if you like attack on the rhythm of the music, you'll deal extra damage. Um, you, you can block with a shield and stuff like it's turn-based, but 
like an active time battle system, kind of. Okay. Yeah, it, it's fun enough. I, I probably won't be going back to it. <laughs> okay, sounds fun. Um, all right, another game I played. Uh, Flashing Lights. Okay. Uh, it's a simulation game. What are you simulating? Um, well, you have a choice. So it's a, it's a multiplayer online multiplayer game. I guess it's technically single player, but that would be really freaking boring. You get to choose between being EMS, police, or fire department. Okay. So, and and you go out there with your buddies and stuff. We we played as as firemen. Um, because, uh, nobody's ever complained about the fire department. And (laughs) we went out and we, we put out some fires, put out some dumpster fires. Unfortunately, we didn't put out the dumpster fire that is the game. Um. (laughs) Oh, is it not good? Uh, there's, there's some serious issues with it. Uh, but, I mean, it's, it's a pretty good simulation game. Um, name name being, one issue. Uh, we we got the fire truck stuck, and then had to like go into a special menu to press the panic button, which uh created a new fire truck directly underneath it, which launched the previous fire truck a mile in the air. Um. um <laughs> How did uh, that there's happen? the other time where we were all uh, riding along in the one uh, fire truck, and um, uh, one of the people I was playing with, well, we we reached the scene of the fire. Uh, one of the people I was playing with uh, pressed the get out of the car button and was back at the previous location suddenly. Uh. And... Uh, <laughs> Another time we were driving someplace, I pressed the map button so that I could guide us to the next fire, and uh, that ejected me from the car, and I was just 100 feet back, had to try and catch up. They eventually stopped, but... So at this point, the game is less of a um, fireman simulator and more of a uh, glitch simulator. I mean, it's it's got glitches, which is not surprising for an online multiplayer sim game. Like it's very difficult to do a good or a a well built online multiplayer sim game. Yeah, but some of but, these are extreme. Like pulling, opening up the map should not eject you from the car. That should be the first correct. bug you address. <laughs> and, and to be fair, to be fair, I did it multiple other times. Open up the map in a car, nothing happened. So it was just it was a one time thing. Don't know. There, there were several things that were just weird one-time issues, but it was it was very enjoyable running around. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. I guess I got I got two more games to talk about. Okay, Wilder Myth. Wilder Myth is probably the game I put the most time into this week. Um, but I only mm-hmm. beat. I only beat the the first campaign, which is it's three chapters long. It's not very long, and this is because at the very end of my first attempt at the campaign, 
my whole party got wiped. So first okay. I'll, I'll, I'll explain the game. So the game is like, here's a, a story campaign and you play through it with either like randomly generated characters or you can design characters. Yeah. Uh, and then you play the the battle system is a strategy RPG. And you have like a, a warriors, you have mystics which are just mages, and you have uh hunters which are like range yeah, they're not necessarily ranged characters. They're it's hard to describe what a hunter is, actually, because they can use, like, <laughs> melee attacks, and they have bonuses for that, but they, uh, they're they also very heavily ranged. They're like a, they're like a mix. Okay. Um, and then as you level up, you get, like, you get bonuses to your, your different skills and stuff, but they're kind of randomly, like, pulled out of the ether. Um, so, like, you might get, uh, like, warriors have this ability called Guardian, which is, like, if you use the Guardian ability, then any enemy that moves within a one tile from you, you'll, like, automatically attack. Um, but yeah. you can randomly get the ability, uh, like, get the option to take the ability Sentinel, which is, like, Guardian, but now two tiles away. If they move, you you automatically attack them. Or you yeah. could get, like, um, Auto Guardian, which is no matter what you do at the end of your turn, you'll go into Guardian. You don't have to select it. Okay. Yeah. Um, mages are weird. Mages, like, infuse into objects on the field and then cast spells associated with those objects at the cost of the object's health. So like, Interesting. like eventually the item will break down, but you can get some good damage out from it. Um, and then hunters have the the bows, and they start with a dagger, also. And they they get abilities like, um, if any adjacent ally is attacked with a ranged attack, um, then you'll automatically like counterattack with a ranged attack. Okay. Yeah, stuff like that, um, so, and, and stuff like if you if you get a melee kill this round, then you get an extra action the next turn, stuff like that. Um, and random events will happen throughout the game. Like uh, my my second file, which is what I'm considering my my canon file. Uh, <laughs> uh I got a character who like welcomed fire into her soul and like that replaced Ooh. one of her arms with a fire arm which meant she could only use one-handed weapons at that point but now she had like a cone of fire attack which is like if five spaces in front of her she can just shoot fire and it hits everything in that in that cone which you mm -hmm. have to be careful with because it will hit like allies and stuff yeah or I got a I got a character who danced with some fairies and, and became like star touched and that replaced one of her arms with like a star child arm. Okay. Which, which gave her like magic missiles, basically. Nice. And I got uh, w one of my later characters who who joined the uh, the party, um, 
joined the wolf god Lokius and became part wolf, and her head became a wolf's head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and these are all like random events that happen like before you start a battle. Like every time yeah. you go to a, a a place you're going to battle, a, a little event will occur where stuff like that can happen. Um, for example, I even had one where um, two rival characters were were starting a fight together, and they had a little scene before the start where the uh, goofier one, because they all have like personality traits. The goofier one yeah. t- like touched a gem on a table, and that caused them both to start shrinking. And then they were getting attacked <laughs> by like a cat. Um, but That's like, cool. yeah. And then and then a rat was around, and the rat just helped us. A- and then the the goofy character just had a pet rat for the rest of the game. I don't know what that did for me, but she has a pet rat now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, and it's it's like it's like the previously mentioned legacy game where as you play your characters age and have kids and you can play as the kids and stuff. Yeah, so if like if a character dies, you have the the chance of like their child joining you in the in the fight from that point on. Um yeah. it do, it doesn't really happen in a 3 chapter game, but once I get into like a 5 chapter campaign, um, the characters can just like hit retirement age, and then their their children will join instead. Okay. Yeah. Is there an endless mode? I do not think so, but I haven't put that. Like I said, I've only done the first campaign. Okay. Um. I I think. I'm hoping there's a way that you can, like, write your own campaigns also. I feel like I saw that in there, but I might be wrong. Yeah, that would, that would be good. Um, the, Have, the, like, some Steam warm Workshop yeah, games in there. But the big issue with this game that I had the first time I played it is that, um, like, every now and then, like, it's on a timer, but stronger cards will be added to your enemy's decks. And this is, like, the random monsters that could join a battle at the start, right? Yeah. Um, and some of them just, you lose the game, I feel like. <laughs> um, so I, I noticed this monster as it joined the deck, and I was like, I could spend legacy points and get rid of that. I could, but I chose not to. I'm like, I can, I have faith in my characters. I can do this. I could not. It's a character called, or or an enemy called like a Stagron or something that joins the Gorgon team. And it's like a big antlered monster and it summons smaller monsters around it. And it just kind of floods you with fucking monsters. That's the whole reason I lost my first campaign is that one fucking monster card got into their deck. (laughs) Uh... It was absurd. Okay. But you like it. Yes, I love it. I will be playing more of it. Expect to hear more okay. uh, about more campaigns as the, as the show goes on. Okay. Uh, all right. So, well, you, you you know that I play Destiny. Yeah. It's been a week. It, it's every um, week. <laughs> every week. Um, and we uh, 
in, in Destiny, good good story stuff happened. We finally learned who's behind this this Vex problem that's destroying the city. And it's a um it's a taken character. So uh, the Taken are a race, sort of, where in the past one of the Hive Gods, and they're they're kind of they they've got worms inside of them. Uh, one of the Hive Gods gained the ability to take, which uh, what does that mean? Base it it removes a creature's um it, it basically captures a creature's soul. Ooh. Uh, changes them into a twisted version of themselves, and there is no untaking of someone. Um, this is an irreversible so, process. Yes, it you basically like you through the force of your will uh, impose your will on them, and and then the Taken are yours. And and back in Destiny One, there was the Taken King, who was the the king of the Hive, and he. Oh, I feel like um, I heard of that. He controlled DLC. both the Hive and yep, he controlled the Hive and the Taken, and. Uh, that was the first time we saw the Taken, and then we beat him, and we won. Uh, he has a sister who doesn't have the ability to control the Taken, sort of. Um, I feel like so, that's an either-or kind of thing, not a sort of. There's, no, well, she uses a tool to do it. Like, Oryx, the Taken King, just did it because he, he could. Um... However, so gotta go back to some lore. Uh, a, a long time back, the Vex, which are the the robots in the the game, the robot enemies, um, encountered the Hive and learned that in in the Hive Ascendant Realm, there's there's a alternate form of physics known as the Sword Logic. So the world doesn't work the thing the way you think it would. Your power in that realm is based off of death. How much death you have caused um, grants you more power. So to become stronger, you must kill things to become stronger. Um, and so they, the Vex didn't understand this, and they, they sent a one of their Vex minds named Kuria into the Senate realm. And Kuria learned it, figured it out pretty quickly, and amassed quite a bit of power for... Uh, itself, and then eventually encountered the Taken King. Uh, this was before he was able to take, though. But um, it fought him and was going to lose um, because he's just he's just ridiculously strong, right? Uh, and that's when it it tried to do a simulation. So the Vex are all about simulations. And it simulated a near-perfect version of Oryx himself. And and Oryx saw this and captured Kuria, and uh, shortly thereafter, because, you know, he was like, well, this, this is neat. This is a neat ability I don't have. I'm going to keep it. Um... And shortly thereafter, he he became the Taken King, and he actually took Kuria. So Kuria is a Taken Vex now, and he gave it to his sister, the the Queen of Lies, basically Savathun. And Savathun's been 
largely considered the enemy, the the behind the scenes enemy for all of Destiny Two. I see. Pretty much all the events of Destiny Two have have been her actions or or due due to behind the scenes meddling by her. Um, and she has Kuria, and the way people suppose that she is controlling the Taken now is by actually having Kuria simulate Oryx the Taken King and controlling and taking through that. Um, huh. This is complicated. Right now, oh no, it's very complicated. The lore for Destiny is deep. Um, uh, so the, currently the city is, is being hurt by a Vex simulation and the, we've, we discovered this week, uh, that the Vex at the heart of the simulation is Kuria. So there's a lot of things coming to a head now because Kudia's like there's there's Savathun and then like like a couple steps in front of Savathun is Kudia. Like you you know that Savathun's coming when Kudia's there because they're not far apart. Right. Um uh Kudia's the like right hand taken to to Savathun. So it feels like Destiny and- 2 is coming to a climax. Yes, and, and, well, I mean, this is the third of four seasons this year before the next expansion, and, uh, this expansion is, in my opinion, a sort of in-betweener, it's, like, we, we just had some, some important story things of, like, the darkness came, and we fought them off, and, and then now they've, they've taken over most of the places that exist, so, but then they, they sort of just stepped back for a bit and have been doing other things. Yeah. And, and so this season is, is been, or this expansion has been sort of an in-betweening thing with like, we get our first taste of darkness powers instead of just having the light powers. And every single season has basically given us allies so last season we got the cabal as allies they're longtime enemies to us but their empress came and and we we did a little war with them and we fought them off and now she has allied herself with us there are still enemies out there of the cabal that don't recognize her but in general the cabal are our allies now this season the elixni are you know a lot of them are still our enemies, but we, we finally have House Light of the Elixni. It has joined forces with us. They're currently in the city. There's people being racist to them. But there, there's there's once again another group has joined us, and and it's it's leading to something. Like that's what this season is. Is it this season's not gonna clear anything up. This season or this expansion's not gonna clear anything up. It's just gonna lead us to the next expansion and it's weird because right now there's a lot of lore pointing at maybe savathun's not bad which is weird because like she's she's done horrible things right i thought she was also 
Yeah, she's also under the influence of one of the hive gods, the uh, her her worm, and her she has to feed her worm death in order to a survive and b gain power. So the the worms covet death and they feed off of death, and she has changed that to be something different. Um. She, like all the other hive, their worms feed off of death. She has managed to, over the centuries, convince her worm to be fed off of um, lies. So she's all about trickery and deception, and she has to do all this so that she will survive and her worm will be satiated. Otherwise, her worm will kill her, and there's nothing she can do about that. So, wait, they literally have have brain worms? Well, they're not brain worms, but yes. Wow. <laughs> they're, 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 they're more like they're more like uh, belly worms, but yeah, there's okay. There's... They're yurks. Yeah. Or guau. Um, yeah. Good, great Stargate reference. Right. Um, I mean, yurks was also it, a Stargate reference, essentially. I don't. I don't know what yurks are. Uh, they're the they're was, the was animorphs. Atlantis? No, they're the animorphs. Guauld. Wait. Uh, I don't, I don't. Animorphs came out before Stargate, didn't they? Did it? Maybe. Oh, uh, maybe not the movie Star- though. St- Stargate's older than you'd think. Yeah, but the 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 Guauld weren't the Guauld didn't exist in the movie. No, essentially not. No, there there was no Goa'uld. It was Ra, and nothing talked about his his worm abilities or anything. He was his stomach yeah. worm. <laughs> yeah, there is very little on that. Um, so, but there's there's we're we're getting lore books right now, pages from the lore books, and right now we like Savathun is in the city. She is inside the last city right now, walking around, and and if you look at things, if if you if you take things at face value, which you should never do with Savathun, because again, she's the queen of deception. Like right. she she is the hive queen of of treachery. Um, if you take things at face value, she is causing misery and causing enemies to attack us. However. If you tilt your head and do a little double think, you can you can actually sort of see maybe she's pushing us to have allies, and maybe she's keeping us from the worst of the darkness. And may like there's it's possible, it's possible. Oh, that, that maybe she's, she's actually, like an anti-villain. Yeah, maybe she's actually helping us in a sick and twisted way. Um, and it, it's, it's unlikely, and there's, there's, um, I, I'm not swearing by this at all, um, but it's possible, because next expansion, we already know what the next few expansions are called, and the next expansion is called The Witch Queen, and... That feels obvious. It feels obvious, <laughs> but here's the deal, Oryx had two sisters, Ooh. Two of them. Savathun's one. She's the queen of deception. And the other one is Shivu Arath, the hive god of war. And we know 
very little about Shivu Wrath, except for, like, we've we've encountered a few of her minions here and there. But we know that Shivu Wrath is the one that chased out the Cabal from their homeworld to Earth. And we know that Shivu Wrath will be coming. So, it's, there's, there is entirely a chance that Savathun at the end of this expansion is gonna turn and join with us and help us to fight. There's likewise an entire chance that Savathun's really in charge of it all and Shiva Wrath's just going to be her sort of minion for the fights in the next um, expansion. I don't know, but it's cool and I'm second guessing everything. Okay. And I'm other glad Destiny you're 2 fun. news. Yeah, and other Destiny 2 news I rated like 5 times this week and it was very fun. Great. <laughs> the actual game. Yeah. <laughs> Not not just reading books and stuff. Anyways, pl- tell me about your last game. Uh, do I have to? No. We can uh, move on. You can uh, talk about it next week. No, I mean, I'm not going to play it again, so... I'm never going to play this again. Um, I, you can still talk about it next week. <laughs> I'm not going to remember to. Um, and I feel like it's relevant this week, especially... Because, um, you know, John, our first episode, we've mentioned that we, uh, we recorded a, a news segment. Oh, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> that was entirely cut out because uh, of our discussion of a game called Six Days in Fallujah, which we yeah. both agreed was a very, a very bad idea of a game made by people who had bad ideas for games. Yeah, and I think from what i know of the game you're about to talk about it's it's what we discussed was the tasteful and proper version of the game yes this is of six days in fallujah lila and the shadows of war is what a, a a tasteful version of six days in fallujah would be um yeah but but with that as you should know uh fallujah was monstrous and to play a game where to play a game where you it is actually tasteful version of of that it's going to be horrible. Yeah, you can't you can't play as the aggressor um is the big issue. Uh yeah, yeah you you have to kind of play as the victim, which is what you do in Lila. Um so Lila is set in Gaza in 2014. Um during one of the uh, worst attacks by Israel, um, you play as a father who is trying to. At the start of the game, you are trying to get home, um, and you do some minor platforming stuff and, and puzzle solving. Uh, there's yep. there's like a little there's a screen where a drone strike is coming down, and you have to like you have to hide at the correct time and. And then move on, and then there's a screen where, like, uh, gunshots are coming out of the house, and you have to, like, position yourself in such a way behind, like, a, a dumpster that you can push the dumpster without being shot at. Yeah. Uh, and, and once you do so, like, your your wife and daughter come out of the house, and you, you uh, start to escape with the both of them, the, the three of you. Um... <laughs> And from that point on, it just it just gets worse. Um, 
Like, uh, the, the wife is killed. I don't remember exactly how, but like right after that, um, white phosphorus starts to fall from the sky, which is just like a horrible fucking poison. Like it's a literal war crime to use white phosphorus in any circumstance. Um, and you have to escape from that. And while you're doing that, you're now like you're in an auto scroller section where you have to jump over fires as both the daughter and the father. Um, and, and then you reach you reach like the what I call the choice segment of the game. So mm. uh, so you reach a, a you reach the Gaza beach and there's four four kids playing soccer on the beach. And Lila's like, oh, why don't we go tell them what's going on? Like, they can come with us. But if you go do that, then uh, a boat comes up and blows Lila up along with the four kids. And and then it resets you on that screen. And and you realize, oh, you just have to ignore them. And and when you make that decision, the, the boat comes up and just blows up the four of them. And then you continue along. And Lila's like, oh, there's my school. We can go hide out in there. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is clearly like a UN school. Yep, no, bomb those two. And they they blow up the school if you go, uh, I mean, regardless of whether you go into it or not, the the school gets blown up. And and finally, finally you reach an ambulance. And the ambulance only has room enough for one passenger. And so the dad says, okay, like, leave me here, but take, take my daughter. And so Lila gets in the ambulance and they start to drive away. And then a missile hits the the ambulance. Yep. Yep. Because why would you not fight uh, medical personnel? That's also not a fucking war crime. Wait a minute. Right. Um. All if these things are war crimes. Right. And that's the end of the game. Um, Lila's just dead and the father holds her. And then it gives you a whole bunch of stats about the awfulness of just 2014 Gaza, wherein they bombed eight hospitals. Israel did. Um, yep. And 20 Man, it's good that Israel will never do something like that again. And... And those four kids, those four kids on the beach was based on a real thing. Those four kids really, there were really four, like, 10, 11, 9-year-old kids playing on a beach in Gaza. And they were just murdered. Um, yep. Like, 108,000 people were were displaced by just the 2014 actions. Yep. Uh... More than a thousand people were killed, uh, including like 526 or something like that children. Um, Just just horrendous stats. And -hmm. and I feel like I I did need to talk about it this week because as we as we talk right now, the new government out uh, like no longer under Benjamin Netanyahu monster that he fucking is. Um, I don't remember the new prime minister of Israel's name, but unfortunately, his his name will probably become well known soon. Yeah, considering that they're spraying sewage on historical sites in Gaza and continuing the uh, 
the murder of civilians yep. across the rest of Palestine. Yep. Um, and it's just fucking horrific. Yep. And uh, they can't really say much about it. I don't know so how to continue. Talk about these shit. Yeah, this is yeah, this, this is why we. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that silence in there just so we can uh, we can sit on that for a second. Um, and... and now we just have to continue the show because that's the world. Yep. Game facts. This week we're talking about California games. California games. Sometimes I wish I lived in California. Then I remember their taxes suck. Yep. Yep. And everybody in California is moving to where I live, which sucks. Yep. Yep. That's that's very true. <laughs> Produced by Epics Incorporated in 1987 for the Apple II and Commodore 64, California Games was a commercial blockbuster becoming Epix's best-selling game of all time, and spawning a sequel that did not perform as well. What's that sequel called, John? California Games 2. Oh, well, that feels <laughs> obvious. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it should. <laughs> I thought it would be like New York Games. Nope. No? Virginia Games. N nope. California X Games 2. X Games. Nope. Okay. California Games is a collection of outdoor sports assumedly popular in California, including, dependent on platform, halfpipe, roller skating, surfing, BMX, hacky sack, called foot bag in the game, frisbee, and in the sequel, Hang gliding, jet ski, snowboarding, bodyboarding, and skateboarding. Man, I wonder yep. why. I wonder why California Games Two didn't do as well. <laughs> Could it be that hang gliding wasn't as fun as they thought it would be? Yeah. Yeah. That's a sad list of games right there for the sequel. Oh yeah, bodyboarding. Yeah, no, I mean like. And there's also like five five games and all of them are boarding. And as we know, like snowboarding and skateboarding, they're the same thing. Like <laughs> if you've got one, you can you can transition straight to the other. And and uh, skiing? Oh, wait, those that's that's jet skis, never mind. Jet ski, yeah. Which you can also do if you just know how to ski, by the way. You can just yeah. get on jet skis. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. As was the norm for the time, much of the individual games are developed by specific people, who in this case, m many later went on to become bigger names. For instance, Ken Nicholson designed both the Hacky Sack game, as well as Direct X. Wow. Big name. Yeah. <laughs> and Chuck Somerville created both the skateboard game and the extremely popular, Archimedes says, early PC game Chips Challenge. I've yeah. never heard of Chips Challenge. What the heck? How have you never heard of Chips Challenge? I've never I've heard of Chips so Challenge. Much, 
Look up Chips Challenge right now. Right now? Yeah. All right, vamp for right me now. while I look up Chips yeah, Challenge. Yeah, Chips, Chips Challenge is an incredibly well-known game. Oh boy, it's a. I mean, it's a puzzle game where you you go through and you. Oh, it's on Steam. Out. Yeah, I mean, yes, there is a version of it on Steam. Yeah, Chips Challenge One on Steam, free to play. Yep. It looks like something I would never bother playing. Oh man, this 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 was back in the time where there were like there was uh pinball uh ski free chips challenge and solitaire maybe free cell maybe there was free cell at that point too but that was it like and it, it came loaded on every windows computer and you just you had those five games and uh you couldn't download anything because there was there's no way to download things at that time without <laughs> just instantly <laughs> destroying the internet tank. yeah no your your <laughs> internet did not exist to download things no um and so uploading you, forget you, about it oh yeah no <laughs> so that's that's why like chips challenge you you play chips challenge because otherwise there was no game to play i see really good game yeah i i didn't have a computer really until i was like 14 so uh, I, I think I missed the Chips Challenge days. <laughs> uh, California Games is recognized as the first ever surfing video game ever. Other impressive innovations from Epics include the first ergonomics and controllers, as well as inventing the Handy Console, which they couldn't afford to mass produce, so they licensed it to Atari, who renamed it the Lynx. Ooh, it's the Atari Lynx. Yeah. It's much better than the Epics Handy. Yeah. Hey, Mom, can you give me an Epics Handy? No! Where did you learn those terms? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. My girlfriend must really love me. She gave me an Epics Handy. Oof. Oof. <laughs> oh. I, I hate that. Why did they... <laughs> Who thought of the Handy... I mean, you hold it in your hand. It's handy. It's, it's it's handy. Handy to keep around. Hey, uh, yep. wife, can you get me a handy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there were numerous Easter eggs and hidden cheats in the game, including Jaws in the surfing game, with theme music. I feel like they should have had to pay for that. You can hit a flying <laughs> bird for more points in Hacky Sack. If you suck at Frisbee, a UFO appears and abducts you. And whilst skateboarding, an earthquake can happen, knocking down the H of the Hollywood sign in the background, leaving it saying, Hollywood. Skateboarding. Hollywood. Get it? Hey, did they have to pay for the Jaws theme? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they did. Also, Archimedes is telling me that they forgot to include the mention of the cheat in the game. Uh, at the BMX section, you can... I mean, all of the games, the point is to get the most points uh-huh uh so you do that by performing tricks in the bmx game you can hold the select button and press b and every time you press b you get a point that's cheating <laughs> yeah that's, that's just cheating that's hey, just cheating best way to get points <laughs> 
Eventually, the game and its sequel were ported to the Amiga, various Ataris, MS-DOS, Sega Genesis, Amstrad CPC, ZX Spectrum, MSX, the Master System, and the NES, which in particular was, u in u was unique in that it was ported by Rare in their very early days, with the audio port being done by the illustrious David Wise. John, yeah. what's, what's an Am Amstrad CPC? You didn't have an Amstrad CPC growing up? I am 27. <laughs> 26, actually, still. I'm still 26. Oh, youngin. <laughs> you youngin. You're a year older than me. <laughs> <laughs> the Amstrad CPC was a 8-bit home computer, similar to the Commodore 64. I see. It, they, they tried to compete with it, but it it was not as successful. No, of course not. As evidenced by the fact that Amstrad no longer exists. Uh, does Commodore still exist? Uh, Commodore was bought up. So no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, f I forget who purchased Commodore. Apple. Um, it's possible. Microsoft. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Gateway. Uh, no, I, I... HP. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> In addition... Um, <laughs> Gateway! Oh, it was Gateway! Yeah. That was only my third <laughs> guess. Yeah, In no, Gateway... Does Gateway still exist? Ooh, probably not. Right. Um, I feel like Gateway doesn't still exist. I mean, it might. See, I, the problem with Gateway is Gateway builds computers, and I build computers. So you have no reason so. to ever look at a Gateway computer. Yeah, okay, so Acer purchased Gateway. Ah, uh. So, but Gateway brand still exists. I see. Whatever. <laughs> but essentially, uh, Commodore no longer exists. It's been yeah. it, it it's been fully integrated into like five other companies by this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In addition to all of its previously mentioned fame and fortune, it was deemed special enough to be featured in not one but two Captain N episodes. Featuring Dr. Wily as they either face off against a sports team of robot masters a la Space Jam, or rest there having fun before he stole Rush and Kevin's dog, Duke. Uh, that Rush being Mega Man's uh, dog. Right, so Mega Man's dog has a dog. No, uh, no. this is weirdly worded. Before he stole, he stole before two he dogs. Stole Rush and also Kevin's, Kevin's dog, dog, Duke. I see. Who's Kevin? Captain N. Oh. You don't know by now? No, I haven't bothered watching Captain N. I know you've been <sighs> plugging it in every episode of this since, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not bothered watching an e a single mm. episode of Captain N. Shame. <laughs> So normally at this point we would talk about 
uh, the 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 game mechanic or story thing of the week, or I guess we would we would talk about um, a, a light novel. Uh, but <laughs> we this has gone a little long, and uh, Archimedes is saying we need to shut up. Um, so uh, I want to just take a minute and and cover something before we we wrap up. Um, we've done the light novel segment once already and uh-huh. we're we're building up to our next one which will be and we oh, wanted, hold on let me pull up the well, date oh oh you were gonna give the date oh, yeah, yeah can do that go yeah ahead. It's, go it'll, ahead. it'll be the it'll be released our next light novel segment on the 7th of june that's the first episode we have in june or july I yes mean. 7th of july that okay so we we would announce the next book on the 30th of june right so if you want to you know listen for listen at the end of of june 30th to find out what what book we're reading so you can read along but we i wanted to talk about how we come by the the light novels we we choose to read and i've i've spoken about my personal method of determining which options I pick, which is I go and I figure out the worst possible ones, um, and that's that's what I put on the list. <laughs> which ended up with ended up with just pure gold last time. So fucking fantastic uh, <laughs> book last time. Like how it's unnecessarily too. The, like, it has no right being as good as that, it was. But, <laughs> yeah. Also unfilmable as an anime. No idea how you oh, would ever no. make that in anime. <laughs> uh, someone will do it. Someone Some, will someone. do it. I don't. I don't know how, but someone will do it. Um. So we the the way we we work with this is we we have a lottery that we do. So we have we each pick out two books and uh, do we want to say what what books are currently in the lottery? Uh, I mean, yes, with the caveat of one of them might have to go away. Well, I mean, we'll get to that. Um, so the, the current lottery and should we include our names with, with it? Yes. (laughs) Okay. I, I have put into the, the lottery Sword Art Online because, uh, I have consumed all of its other media, except, aside from the games. I haven't played the games yet. I should do that. Don't because bother. I'm, no, no, see, that's the thing, is I'm trash. And I played I Lost like, Song. It sucks. Yeah, but so does half of the series. So. <laughs> yeah, but there's a I've difference. I've consumed between... all of that. <laughs> okay. Um. Sword Art Online, and the other one I have in the lottery is I Became the Secretary of a Hero. Because, what a name. It's, it's, it's definitely a light novel. It looks like trash. Oh, yeah, it looks, it looks like hot trash, and I can't wait to read it eventually. Uh, unfortunately, yours... that is the one. Eh, yeah, uh, okay. Zip, mm. <laughs> All right. You keep your mouth shut. <laughs> The the other two are uh, from Wombat, and they're Infinite Dendrogram, Dendrogram, uh, uh, whatever that is, and the Invincible Shovel. 
which which sounds interesting. I haven't looked at his and uh, uh do you want me to give you a basic like it could be a basic no. rundown of okay. No. <laughs> Eventually I'll read it. That's that's enough. <laughs> uh but here's here's the the issue with this is that as Wombat discovered today, I became the secretary of a hero is only ebook and it it might be somewhere that you can buy it as a book but all the places we've looked all the normal places like barnes and noble and amazon you know the two book companies um (laughs) don't sell it as a book yet they only sell it as an ebook right and that's not Wombat's preferred way of reading. And honestly, it's not mine either, but like I can live with it. But wanted to to kind of let this be up to y'all a little. Um Wednesday when this comes out, Wombat's going to post a um a uh poll on his Twitter. Uh go ahead and plug that. Uh, oh, uh, Video Game Wombat, at Video Game Wombat on Twitter. Okay. Twitter.com slash Video Game Wombat. Um, and he's going to post a poll on there. And and this this is why. Because, like, normally at this point we found out it's a, 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 a ebook, so we'd normally just, like, take it off and look for a different one to put in. But he already rolled the dice. Yeah. And the lottery, the lottery machine decided that it's I became the secretary of a hero. And so that's the one we will be reading. But then we have the issue of but we like don't like reading on ebooks or I mean I wouldn't mind. I I, I don't literally don't have much. an ebook reader. I mean you can read it online. You you can you can read it on your your phone through the the Kindle um I could. I just don't, I like holding paper. Whatever. That's my Me issue. too. Me too. But it, it is what the lottery decided for us. So here's here's what's going to be on the poll. You're going to have a couple options and we'll let you decide whether we go through with it, read the ebook and and we could even talk about uh the difference in reading on a screen versus reading um you know the actual pages like people who love uh destroying trees um or or are not the reason trees are dying (laughs) there there are two other options you have you can do pick again and we'll i'll i'll find a different book and we'll add it in and re-roll it or third option other and if you do other, we need you to down in the comments write suggest a book. the name suggest a book. So you know the the four that are already on there. So your options are either force us to read an ebook, which I won't mind, but Wombat will a little bit, and uh, in its own way that that's a win for me. <laughs> um, option number two is we re-roll the lottery with a different book, and option number three is you give us a book and we add it to our our thing and whatever has the most uh 
I guess, likes. That's a thing on Twitter, right? Hearts. Yeah. What, what do you call it? Likes. I'm and a retweets. Twitter person. Yeah. Well, likes. Whichever one gets the most likes of the other section would be what we would do if it, you know, if the the poll works out that way. So please go on and do that. Otherwise, um, I guess what 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 do we do if if no one because nobody watches this uh, and uh, getting people to interact with other social media is difficult. Um, what do we do if we get no responses aside uh, from you and I? Because I'm assuming we, we're we're going to vote for our our choices. I will roll a d4 again, and if it's three, then we'll just we'll just do I became the we'll just do it. Hero. Okay. Yeah. So. That, that works. All right, so we're, we're leaving you with some chores. Do your chores. and uh, Do your homework, too. This. Don't, yeah, don't, well, don't go into your teacher and say your dog ate your homework. Nobody believes that. I know. I had a dog actually eat my homework <laughs> once, and they didn't believe me. Excellent. I brought in, I brought in oh. the shreds of paper with the drool on them. They were like, you ripped this up. <laughs> I love it. Oh. All right. Well, that's it for this. Um, hey, uh, what are you looking forward to for next week? Me? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, someone no. else. Oh. <laughs> oh, who else? Yes, you. Oh, Archimedes. What are you looking forward to next week? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Archimedes uh, just told me that he's he's not looking forward to anything because all he does is put in these stupid game facts, and, <laughs> and that's he does not look forward to that. So nothing. Yeah, as a what producer, as a producer, Archimedes, you're lazy. Why? Why? <laughs> why does half of the production job fall on me? fucking archimedes uh. <laughs> um thing i'm looking forward to most is hopefully not having to read an ebook <laughs> all right do you have anything that you are looking forward to and not looking forward not to um i'm looking forward to our game facts next week which will be about final fantasy 12 oh gosh we're skipping ahead to final fantasy on my list of things uh, specifically 12 I, I have I have 20 I have 20 the next 20 games decided <laughs> really that yeah well I, I'm putting in a suggestion this week you know I do this okay. rarely yeah I mean I've got I've got five or six places in here for present for blah, for suggestions but I'll I'll skip to I'll skip to Final Fantasy okay 12 um t- <laughs> sure <laughs> whatever uh i guess that's definitely it. won't be talking about a lot of other um final fantasies in my discussion of 12 john what are you looking forward to next week oh um i'm making cocova mm. it's chicken stewed in wine see i yeah. thought this question was specifically about the the podcast I didn't realize. Oh no, no! I'm just. What? What are you excited about? I see. Do you want? Do you want to go? Do you want to go back? Let's go back. What are you really excited for? 
as far as next week, actually nothing. Never mind. <laughs> nothing? No. <laughs> now you got to tell me. Give me something. Give me something. Um, okay. All right. Uh, not next week, but uh, like a couple weeks from now, like early mid-July, I get a leather-bound omnibus of the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, that, that's oh! My, that's my birthday present from Cadence. Uh, it's going to be cool as shit. It's in red and gold leather. It's, uh, it's pretty nice. Okay. You've yeah. also got a birthday coming up then. Yep. July 5th. Ooh, right yeah. around the corner. Right around the corner. I'll be 27. <laughs> young, youngin'. <laughs> so young. I'm so young, uh, Anakin's going to kill me. Uh, yeah, Um. let's see. What am I interested in, in for next week? I mean, I'm, I'm making food, and that's, that's exciting. Um, I feel like you do that also, every week, Also, finally... Though. Well, yeah, I mean, I do it every day, but <laughs> but usually usually there's one or two things that I'm really looking forward to. Um, next week, the uh, fourth member of my other podcast, uh, twitch.tv slash Gentleman's Gank, um, or vodcast, I guess would be more appropriate, um, is, is actually returning for the first time in two or three months. Is that Pierre? Haven't been there since mid-April. No, Pierre's not a part of that. Oh. Uh, he was it... at one point. No, Tim. Tim uh, I was about back. to say Tim. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. Fi- finally get the, the whole gang back together, which means we can do some things. Cool. Um, yep. So, yeah. Uh, I guess that. Yeah. Share this episode with someone who you know lives in California or came from California. Someone who's a California person. And uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Uh, leave us a, a comment. Be a comment lever. Um, uh, go to my website, videogamewombat.com, where you can find this show and our coffee page where you can donate money to us and buy us a coffee. Don't forget to go on Wombat's Twitter and um, vote in the poll. That'll be up Wednesday. And also, I want you to tweet pictures of ferrets at Wombat. Why ferrets? I don't know. Is it because I brought up? Is it because I brought up that character with a ferret earlier? Well, I mean, was it a ferret? There was a rat. I know. No, there was in Dark Deity. There was the Archer Girl with a ferret. Oh, yeah. No, just just in general, ferrets are cute. So, so ferrets are cute. Shoot pictures of of ferret at uh, Wombat this week. Um, sure. And yeah. Thank thanks everyone for listening and subscribing. This is the most drawn out ending we've had yet, John. It's tr- it's true. It's true. I mean, <laughs> we could just unend it. We could we could just go right back into it and talk about the game mechanic of the week that we skipped. We could. So this week we're gonna talk about.